0: Are you a female gym baddie committed to leveling up in all areas through health and fitness? Hi, hello. I'm your host, Anika, and this is the Fit Chit Chat Podcast. I'm an online coach, personal trainer, and serious peanut butter addict. I love helping women to break through plateaus so you can feel strong, define your curves, and create authentic fucking confidence. Together, we'll delve into all the topics that matter to you. Learn how to maximize your progress in the gym, make nutrition a no-brainer, and nail results, you can finally keep. You're guaranteed to leave feeling educated, entertained, and empowered to become your baddest damn self. Hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Chit Chat podcast. If you are new here, welcome. And if you have been listening thus far, we are up to episode 11, then welcome back and thank you for joining me again. Now, If you can't tell from the sound of my voice, it may seem a little bit different to you. I seem to have this rather husky tone to my voice, and you may have guessed it, and completely fitting with the topic of today's podcast, I was sick this week. It's actually really uncommon for me to get sick, and I think this is because obviously I look after myself quite well with my nutrition, and I'm quite fit and healthy, and all those sorts of things. Um... But I had my tonsils out as an adult when I was like in my early 20s off the back of having um, tonsillitis multiple times. I'd get it like almost once a month. Like it was ridiculous. Um, And they don't often take tonsils out as an adult because it can be a much worse recovery. Like it's atrocious. And I'm here to tell you from the horse's mouth with my horsey voice that it is. It was actually probably the worst recovery I've had from a surgery ever. It was disgusting and I can give you some graphic details if you ever want to know about it, but I digress. I think the fact that I don't have tonsils means that I don't get sick quite often because it kind of doesn't harbour anywhere. It kind of lurks and kind of lingers and I might get a little bit of like head coldy feeling, like a bit nasally or something, but I never actually get sick until this week. So I'm not gonna go into too much about me being sick this week, but I had a few days off um, work. I went back this morning and did a full morning of PTs. And I tell you what, I didn't realize that even three days away from it would make me miss it so much. Like it was so good to be in the gym again, helping my clients smash their goals. And, you know, I feel totally fine now. I feel great. It's just obviously my voice is taking a little bit longer to come back, which, you know, my partner is probably Not too disappointed about the silence that he's had for the last few days. But yeah, I think it's quite fitting that, you know, I fell sick this week and I had actually planned to do a podcast and some Instagram content around being sick and taking time off from the gym. And not only that, but the guilt that supposedly a lot of you were feeling. Like I put some stuff out on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago in preparation for doing um, some content and, and like I said, a podcast and some content around this topic. And firstly, I put up a poll. The first thing I put up was a poll. And it was like, you know, I'd seen a lot of you posting lately about feeling guilty, taking time off from the gym. And, you know, a few people trying to train through this sickness, like blaming their bad session on the fact that they were sick. And, you know, it's not even blaming it. It's true. If you're not well, if you're under the weather and you're trying to push through a training session, I'm not surprised it ends up being a dog shit training session. Right. And I put a poll up obviously asking, you know, are you guys relating to this? And 82% of you, 82% of you said, I don't train when I'm sick, but I still feel really guilty. And I thought that was fascinating. Like, we all get sick from time to time. It happens. We can't always avoid it. I know being in Melbourne with the change of season and things like that, a lot of us do get under the weather. It's been like one extreme hot, cold, hot, cold day pattern recently. And, you know, that's probably one of the reasons I've ended up sick. Who knows? But, you know, it happens. And... We can't think it's the end of everything, so the fact that eighty two percent of you said you know you don't train when you're sick, but you still feel guilty it gave me some red flags about I guess the importance of this podcast episode and just kind of you know what we can do with our training and nutrition at this time and avoid those feelings of guilt as well, which is going to be a little bit of a pep talk a little bit of a mindset twist and reframing the way that we're looking at things as well um the other thing I did with this poll was actually, you know, put something up and I said, okay, it's super interesting that, you know, 82% of you are feeling this way. What is it that you are worried about? Like, what is it about taking time off that has you feeling some kind of way about it? And one person said injuries, like having to go back backwards, feeling like the loss of technique, which plays in directly into being scared of getting injured again. And this vicious cycle of, you know, this person's obviously had some time off previously and, was feeling some kind of way about that and now they're worried about you know having more time off if they get re-injured etc which is really interesting and the other one was someone saying I'm always worried about going backwards being the weight I was three years ago still haunts me so this fear around going backwards and ending up where you were three years ago I can guarantee the progress you've made over three years is not going to come back in the space of you know three days to a week off training So I actually might start right here. I was going to address these at the end, but I'm just going to get into them. The one around being feared of injuring yourself again. Obviously, if you've had an injury, I'm going to imagine that you've gone through an allied health professional to rehab or fix this injury, whatever it was. But having a look at the root cause of that, like what actually caused you to become injured in the first place? Was it an accident? You did something accidentally, which obviously you're going to avoid that again, and it's unlikely to occur again. Or was this from insufficient technique? Like, was your technique shit when you were doing something and you've hurt yourself? Which, unfortunately, does happen as well. But what I'm going to say is, do everything in your power to avoid that. Does that mean reaching out to a coach, reaching out to a fitness professional who can guide you through those movements and correct your technique and avoid that happening again in future? Or do you need to work maybe with like a physio or somebody to give you some rehab exercises? Maybe there was an imbalance in your body somewhere that has cr- like over time created this imbalance and you've got a, a fear because something is loading and something isn't right. So my biggest thing would be just getting help and reassuring yourself that it's not going to happen again. And with the other one about, you know, fear of going backwards and being where you were three years ago and the weight that you had at that point, I absolutely get that fear, like, you know, we always fear of going backwards. That was a common theme that, you know, I saw in those two and I'm sure a lot of you have, but think about the person that you were three years ago. I can almost guarantee you're not that person now. You've grown and you've changed and you've got different habits and behaviors and your lifestyle and the way you think and the way you do things. I'm almost going to guarantee that what you were doing previously to be who you were three years ago is not what you're doing now to be who you are. So everything over those three years isn't going to happen again if you're no longer that person. Maybe back then you weren't conscious about your your nutrition decisions, right? Whereas now you're more likely to opt for higher protein meals and include a couple of serves of veggies every day and two pieces of fruit and you drink lots of water and you're sleeping nine hours a night and you know like your last off actors too sleeping nine hours a night and going to opt for going for a nice walk and a coffee with a girlfriend rather than a big night out on the piss like you're a different person unless you're going to resort back to doing those exact things you were doing previously then I highly doubt you're going to skyrocket backwards, is that skyrocket backwards? I don't know, to who you were three years ago and end up in that same position. It's very unlikely. I'm sure you're much more committed to your training now and enjoying those things versus who you were three years ago when you were making very different decisions. You know, a lot of the things that you have right now are a result of decisions and choices that you've made. Everything in your life is, right? It's led to this point of where you are and who you are and what you're doing. So I'm sure that your choices and your decisions now have put you in a very different spot. So just reassure yourself that you can also stop that from happening by making different decisions and acting differently and having different behaviors. So you won't end up where you were three years ago, I promise you. All right, now that we've got a little bit of thought reframing happening, a little bit of a pep talk to kick us off, let's get into a few more, I guess, tangible, practical things that we can do when we are sick and when we are taking time off from training. Now, there's a few ways to approach this, right? And at the beginning of my fitness journey, someone answered this question. I don't know who it was or where I read this or where I learned this, but the rule of thumb was if your sickness is above your chest, so it's like in your head, head cold, then you can train. But if it's below your neck, I should say neck, not chest, below your neck, so obviously like a chest cold or a stomach sickness or whatever, then you shouldn't. And I think that is like, now that I think about that, that is one of the dumbest, most blanket black and white rules to go by in terms of sickness. Like everything, this is person dependent, case dependent. There's nuances and things like this. And you can't just say, you know, if it's above your, your neck, then you're going to be fine to train. Cause that's not true. Like right now, mine is pretty much just in my head, but I can feel in my body and Over the last few days, I had like a fever and body aches and stuff like that as well. So I know that my body is still recovering at this point and I'm not going to jump back into training just yet. So if you're living by that rule too, I don't know where you heard it and I don't know where I heard it, but let's just, let's put that in the bin. We ain't doing that no more. When it comes to managing your training and nutrition with a sickness, I guess it depends on the severity of your illness too. Like if you're just a little bit stuffy. In your nose or you've got a tickle in your throat, maybe you can still do some light movement. Maybe you're going to still go for a walk because the fresh air and moving your body a little bit feels great to you, but you're not going to get into the gym and do a heavy strength training session because training is still a stressor on the body. Like I know that we know that there are so many great positive benefits to strength training but it is still a stress on your body so if you are already trying to combat your body's already working really hard to fight an illness off then let's kind of give it a little bit of a helping hand and maybe not place so much stress you might only need like a day or two and then you're feeling fine again whereas if you still go into your session and train really hard you might end up hitting a wall sooner and then actually needing a solid week off training that's kind of what happened with me this week. Like my partner was sick earlier in the week and I thought I, I thought I beat it because he was like two days into sickness before I kind of started coming down with it. Damn it. But I had actually trained like the day before I felt sick and I was pumped, amped, ready to go, got in first two exercises, absolutely bossed it, feeling strong. And then I just like hit this wall. Like, you know, that feeling where it's just like, wow, that's it just took me from feeling good to feeling flat. Like I was flat. I actually boycotted my last exercise because I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull back. I'm not going to go balls to the wall here. And I just jumped on the tready and did a light bit of cardio. I thought, I'll see how that feels. But by the end of that session, I was pretty gassed. And I knew, I was like, here we go. Here it comes. I'm going to be I'm gonna be having some days off. The other thing to consider too is like, when you are sick, you're not going to be training very well anyways. You're not going to make that much progress. You're not going to be smashing PBs if you feel like shit. So in turn, pushing through this feeling of being sick and trying to train anyway, isn't going to be doing you suddenly so much goodness that you're going to be propelling yourself forward. They're going to be pretty average sessions anyway. You're better off having the time off, giving your body what it needs and coming back full of energy, recovered, raring to go excited, so that you can fucking smash it. So like I said, it's depending on how you're feeling. You might be able to get outside and do some light cardio. Or if it is just like a bit of flatness and your energy and and things like that aren't there, you could still focus on your nutrition. Like just because you're not training doesn't mean your food has to be any different. The first day of my sickness this week, I actually still tracked my macros. I'm currently in a deficit. I still tracked my deficit macros, and that was cool because, you know, I didn't feel too bad the first day. I actually felt all right. I could see that I was fighting, feel that I was fighting something off. But in terms of food, it wasn't like I had lost my appetite. I didn't have a severely increased appetite. I didn't have any kind of change to that. I didn't suddenly have any, like, sweet or salty cravings like you get when you're sick. You know how I sometimes want a certain sort of thing, like maybe, I don't know about you, when you were a kid, you had like lemonade and dry toast. And you know, when you're sick and you're like, that's all I want right now, you know, I didn't have that feeling. So I still ate the same food I eat every day, still tracked my macros. And that was fine. I was like, cool, I'll just have some time off training and let my body kind of fight this, but I'll still track my macros. By day two, that kind of changed because when I'm sick, I get like this really rampant increased hunger. So I I just had to kind of succumb to the sickness and be like, all right, my body needs some extra, extra food right now while we're fighting this. And so I allowed it to do that as well within reason. It wasn't like a reason to stuff my face with shit food. That's probably gonna make me feel worse, but you know, I just kind of listened to my body a little bit more, made some mindful food decisions, but ate in quantities that kind of made me feel better and a little bit more energetic. And yeah, like I had energy to fight the sickness off. Obviously it still got the better of me, but you know, it wasn't too bad. So initially it's like, I just ditched training, but still worked in line with my nutrition goals by day three or whatever it was. I think that's when all hell broke loose. I was kind of like, oh, I just need to allow my body to get over this and I'm going to sleep as much as I need to. And I'm going to eat when I have to, to get through it and understand that training is probably still a week away. And that's okay. That's totally okay. What I'm trying to show you here is that just take it day by day and see how you feel. You're not going to know how quickly you're going to recover from things and understand that it's not the end of the world. Maybe you don't train. Maybe you don't eat well. Maybe you do eat well and you just leave the training for now. Maybe you do some white cardio because sweating actually makes you feel a little bit better. You know, you've got to take it day by day, sickness by sickness, person by person, and it's going to be nuanced and case dependent, like I said at the start. When we talk about having time off from the gym, because this seems to be the part that really stresses people out, it's like, I know I'm sick and I have to take time off because obviously we don't want to be spreading this shit around people in the gym as well. Like we go to the gym to be fit and healthy, not pick up colds and become sick. So by doing the courteous thing and the smart thing and staying home when you're not well and not spreading it to everyone else in the gym, we also get this bit of guilt about having time off as if missing those three to five to seven days is going to be like all health hell's gonna break loose. Like we're gonna go back, like we're gonna lose all our gains, like we're gonna put all this weight on that we've lost through you know dieting phases over the years, that we're gonna lose all our strength, our muscle mass is gonna disappear. Like we go to this worst case scenario and think that this is gonna happen. I want you to have a look at this from the other perspective. Do you think that in three, five or seven days, you would be able to put on an insane amount of muscle, increase an insane amount of strength, progress leaps and bounds forwards in the space of a few days? No. We know that it takes time to accumulate these positive results. So it's also going to take a bit of time for it to go backwards. What we can look at here is this concept called detraining, and it's obviously exactly that. It's like the opposite of training or increasing muscle mass or increasing strength. Detraining is the opposite of that. And that actually doesn't happen that quickly. So understanding that detraining can take, you know, a minimum of, I think it was like two weeks or so for that to occur. And that initially is a little little bit more like a loss of feeling strong, like your body's not as primed to lift and move those weights as it was before. That does not mean that all of your muscle mass has disappeared. And it doesn't mean that you're suddenly never going to be able to lift the same weights you have again. It just means that you might be a step backwards, which is not the end of the world. If you look at your training and your health from a long-term perspective, which I hope all of you are, that your health is an ongoing thing. Yes, we have you know, these dieting phases that we're working towards or an event we're working towards or these shorter to mid-term goals, but over the duration of your life, like I hope most of you are around for another 60 years or so, that's a long time, three or five or seven days off the gym isn't going to matter in the grand scheme of things, okay? So do training won't actually occur that quickly and you won't lose muscle mass and strength that quickly either. And the best part of that is you won't even go back to where you were before you ever trained. Yes, you may lose a little bit and that's when we're not training at all, not even a maintenance amount or a little bit to sustain it. That's like not training at all. It won't go back to where you were pre-training. Your body has been in a position where it could lift X amount of weight or you had X amount of muscle tissue on you. Your body can go back to that quicker than it, did, than it took to grow it initially. Does that make sense? So obviously from the point where you had never trained or, or done any of those things before to where it is now, it may go back a little bit, but it'll get back to where it was quicker than it took you the first time to grow or become that strong. So that's a little bit of reassurance as well, right? It's not like it disappears and it's going to take you just as long for you to get back to where you are now. And like I said before, I want to loop back to the fact that if we're looking at this from a long-term perspective, your training and your nutrition and your health goals from a long-term perspective, the gym will always be there. It's not like this is your only opportunity to actually be in the gym and training consistently. It is always going to be there and you can always go back. What matters right now is you getting better and you looking after your body and you recovering and supporting that recovery by sleeping lots and lots of fluid and hydration and giving your body the recovery and the respect that it deserves so that you can come back bigger and stronger and better. The last thing I would want for any of my clients is to push through a sickness out of guilt, out of a scarcity mindset, out of being worried that they're going to lose all of this momentum that they've got. If anything, you might prolong this sickness, it might drag on longer, you might feel flatter, you might end up needing more time off at the gym, you might end up not having your wits about you in the session because you're feeling off, and end up injuring yourself. Like there are some other things that could occur, and we obviously want to avoid that. So what I'm going to say is take time off, be kind to yourself, and come back when your body is ready. Maybe even in that first session you return back, you come back with half the training bully. So you do half the weights that you were doing previously, just to kind of dip your toes in the water and see how you feel. That's always a smart approach too. I want to touch on the fact that, you know, we are worried about going backwards and that everything is going to be undone just because we've lost a few days out of our week, right? If you had unwavering confidence, if you had total faith and absolute belief, in the process that you're going through right now, so the nutrition protocols you're following, the training program that you're doing, how you're progressing in strength, how you're overloading the weights, in your ability to manage you know, your sleep and your hydration and your stress. If you had unwavering faith and belief in the process and what you're doing is going to work towards your goals and help you achieve the exact results that you want, if you absolutely hand on heart believed that it was going to get you there, it will get you there regardless. Whether it's this week, whether it's next week, it's going to get you there. So just because you're sick this week doesn't mean you're suddenly going to miss the boat, not get on the bus, and the gate's going to close, and suddenly you're not going to achieve the results that you want. Why are you so worried that this is the week that you needed to be training and following your macros or whatever nutrition protocol you're, you're following? What is it about this week that you are so terrified of taking off? If you believed absolutely in what you're doing, then it's still going to work for you next week when you're feeling better, when you're feeling stronger. So just believe in that, right? If you don't have that feeling and that confidence around what you're doing right now, then yeah, it's going to feel a little bit worrying because you already don't believe that it's working now. So it's going to feel shit when you're doing absolutely nothing instead, because you're like, I'm already putting all this time and energy into my training and I'm not quite getting the results I want. So if I take time off, it's going to be even less. Now that I can understand and I can relate to, but you can see how that's a tangible thing Now we've identified that the guilt comes from not being absolutely convinced that what you're doing is working. So having time off means it's going to work less. If you're sitting there right now and you're relating to what I'm saying right now, then shoot me a message on Instagram with the word Ignite. Operation Ignite is my one-to-one online coaching program where I help women just like you get through shit just like this. Because what I want you to realize is that having time away from the gym means nothing about you. It doesn't mean that you're shit, that you're lazy, You shouldn't feel guilty about this sort of stuff. It doesn't mean that you don't deserve to get results because you're weak and you're having time off. It means none of those things. I work with women to educate them about being smart and strategic about the process, about their strength training and about their approach to nutrition. This is the shit that I love doing. And if this is you, Operation Ignite is ready for you. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up here because I feel like my throat might give up on me sometime soon. Um, If podcasts had smell-o-vision and you can smell the Vicks coming off my chest and the coffee next to me that's gotten my throat through this podcast episode, uh, it's all of the smells right now. But I'm going to wrap it up here. Guys, if there's anything you ever want me to touch on, I'd absolutely love to hear from you at fitchitchat.podcast or reach out to me directly on my Instagram at coachdanika.com. I really hope you've taken something away from this and you feel more confident in your ability to manage and get through your next sickness. Touch wood that that's not anytime soon. And until next time, have an incredible week. Thanks for joining me on Fit Chit Chat. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single drop. And I seriously encourage you to slide into my DMs on Instagram by searching underscore coach Danika or fit chit chat dot podcast. And let me know what part hit home for you. So until next week, bye.